God Family Nation. Welcome back, family, to another episode of God Family Nation. I am your host, Brother Yasad. I'm here with a couple of my brothers. I got Brother Anaya with me. Hey, Brother Anaya, how's it going on your end? Everything going good, man. I'm having a blessed Sabbath. I can't wait to get into this topic. All right. We also got Pastor Long Wind, a.k.a. Brother Ra'i on the line. Yeah. What's up with y'all? Hey, Peace. What's going on, man? I'm uh, After this time, I don't think y'all, y'all going to be able to call me Pastor Long Wind. <laughs> All right. And we got Deacon Long Wind Jr., 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 Brother Corey on the line. What's up, Bob? <laughs> Peace to the audience and all the brothers on the line. Hope y'all having a, a blessed Sabbath. Uh, everything's good, man. Can't complain. Just excited about the topic. Man, yeah, today's topic, we're going to be talking about Nation of Men. It's kind of going to go into how we got all this fatherless generation that we perpetuate just to keep going in the cycle and how to be righteous men, right? But before we get into that, we need to talk about every Monday we're going to be dropping the episode. It's going to come out on time every Monday. You can check us out mm-hmm. on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Speaker, Anchor.fm, right? You can check us out on all these different platforms. We are also on YouTube and Facebook under one word, God Family Nation. And on Instagram under God Family Nation 144. We ask that you go on our YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram and follow, like, subscribe, comment, you know, send people our way. And we want you to remember there is only one God, one family, and one nation. All right, brothers. So let's right, get right. All right, let's get it. So we here, we want to talk about the men. My point of bringing this subject up is because we hear a lot of what a virtuous woman's supposed to do or what the women's supposed to do in this aspect, but we don't really get in the full detail of what the brother's supposed to do and to keep the um, cycle of doing righteousness going in the, on the male aspect, right? So, and I, I'm basing this off of the scriptures that say, um, the head of the church is Christ. The head of man, hold on, let me get the scripture right. First Corinthians 11 and 3 says, but I would have you that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is the most high. So with this aspect, we got to learn how to be the righteous man. And there also a scripture that I talk about when I was a child, I did as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish ways. So we got to figure out what I want to figure out and drop jewels to the young folk about how to be this righteous man, right? So I want to ask y'all, with our society, what do you feel like is perpetuating us to be uh, in this status of what you hear women call grown boys, right? So I'm going to start off with that question is what what do you feel like we're lacking in our society that keeps us in the stances of being grown boys? I'm going to start off with Brother Nye. 
Hello, can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, so to answer your question, I would say that uh, the main reason that we have this status is being grown boys. I would like to attribute it to the fact that we don't have the proper type of role models in our community. In the black community, we tend to look up to the Cardi B's, the Little Wayne's, different uh, entertainers, but we don't look up to the people that we should look up to in our society, doctors, lawyers, and different things like this. So I feel like we basically look up to the wrong people. Uh, another reason that I would say is because when you read the book of Jeremiah, uh, I just want to quote it very quickly. Let me just pull it real quick just to make sure that I don't give the wrong chapter and verse. I believe it's Jeremiah 17 and 4. Let me make sure. Yeah, Jeremiah 17, 4 says, And thou even thyself shall discontinue from thy heritage that I gave thee. So basically, the Most High told our people that because we wasn't keeping his law, statutes, and commandments, that we would discontinue from our heritage. So that's also another reason why we don't uh, stand up and become the men that we're supposed to be. Because number one, we don't know who we are. So we can't properly grow into being uh, an actual man. That's my answer. Okay. I like what you say. You say it's not, we don't find the proper role models. So I'm going to spin it to where I, and I want to talk about where do we go or where should we search for the fatherless or the people that don't have good fathers in their life? Where do you feel like is a proper way to where place to search for proper role models to follow? Um, so I mean, we're speaking to, so we're we're speaking to these. Oh, we say older young men, like like what late teens, early twenties, or what what age group are we speaking to? As far yeah, as we certain, we talking to like the teenage, middle school, some early adulthood oh. where you coming into being a man. Well, I mean, I, the simple the simple answer is you just look to people that are successful in the field that you want to be successful in. Ultimately, um, I would say you look for a godly man. You know, um, you know, you 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 go, you go. You, I mean, you have to kind of sit back and watch people, and 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 look at a person's lifestyle, how they live, and how they operate, and then you say, you know what, that's the kind of person I want to model myself after. So you really have to kind of sit back and watch, um, but. I would say that I don't think it's really fair to ask young men to search out proper role models, even though that's, you know, that's sometimes what has to be done. But ultimately, I think it's more so on the responsibility of us as men who, who know better to go out and find these men and be role models for them. The scripture said that we're supposed to take care of the widows and, and go to the father, take care of the fatherless. So rather than them trying to find a role model, we should really be going back and, you know, um, being a role model for them. We go, we should go back and find the children that, that need help that that don't have fathers and be fathers to them. You know, it goes back to the old saying: it takes a village to raise a child. So that's, I mean, you know, but if if you're in a situation and nobody's coming back to you, which is pr predominantly the situation, man, um, you kind of got to step outside your environment and cling to people that have 
or people that have the the attributes that you that you admire. You know, maybe your friends at school. You know, um, can you know if you have a friend that has a mother and a father at home, his father's working everything. Maybe you could you know try to hang out with him and then speak to his father. You know, and say, well, listen, you know, I don't have this and that. Could you teach me some things, or can I ask some questions? Can you, you know, give me advice in this area, that area? But um, other than that, man, I, I just don't really think it's fair. Which life is not fair, but I don't think it's the responsibility ultimately of a, a lost young man to to go and seek out a role model. I think it's the responsibility of the men who are able to be role models to go and seek out the lost young men. <clears throat> I agree with you. We had, like you said, uh, it takes a village to raise a child, and that's what we losing in our communities. We so individualized that we don't have this concept that it was back in the day. Like it's just to separate everybody for themselves, right? So I want you to talk about Corey. Um, what you think about when I was talking about? village raising a child and not the child looking for these figures but the men um going out to these different communities and accomplishing these things with the widows and the fatherless what do you think is the solution to get this in progress to set it up that's a good question so i want to say that part of the problem or part of the problem, as Brother I mentioned, is us not going to these people. Now, as they say, knowing is half the battle. So if you know that there's a need for something, those who know there's a need for something ought to be the ones who step up and say, well, we have an issue here at this particular area in our community. We need to fix it. So I think what we need to do in order to set these types of things up is we need to have community leaders come together and we need to, you know, kind of put the word out for these community leaders to meet with the parents of single parent households, parents or more. It could be a single father with a daughter. It could be a single mother with a boy or multiple boys. I think any single parents, the community leaders need to have a town hall meeting, meet with these people see what kind of households we have in our community and then brothers who have additional resources, additional time, who will be willing to step up and kind of give guidance and, and, and let's say if, if there's a need of clothes, food, uh, bills to be paid, if there's anything that's lacking in the household, more so dealing with the children and helping to raise the children, I think that that's what needs to be done. But it, it first starts with us having community meetings and everyone gathering together and talking about these issues and then coming up with solutions that are best for our community. You know, as the scriptures say, um, instead of becoming a wife to a widow, you can become a father to that widow's child. You don't necessarily have to step up and become the husband uh, of a woman who's missing uh uh, a significant a significant other, but you can step up and be the father to those children or father figure. And I think that we have coaches in our community, you know, of those who play sports. I know plenty of coaches who step up and become father figures 
of children. We have ministers, we have bishops, we have uh, people that are just regular fathers that are willing to accept other children and, and be a father figure to them. So we have the resources. It's just about mobilizing and putting those resources where they need to be. So that's what I would say. All right. So what, right where Corey was saying, he was saying about how we got to get out as brothers, uh, as the men, and going to these different communities, and we got the coaches and the different things that can step up to be fatherless homes and help to progress the young men. Um, I wanted to tell a, a story about, well, not really a story, a testimony about uh, when I was growing up and I was in the streets and doing all that stuff in the streets or whatever, and it was this group of black men, they called themselves the Trees of Righteousness or whatever, right? And they had this program where they go get the young men from the, all the way from suburbs to the inner city, whatever, and they do this mentoring program where they go over just daily life stuff that you're going to have to go through as black men. And I had some cousins and they had their father there. so. They really didn't really care about going, but every weekend it was interesting for me to go. I, I love going just to sit under them and um, learn the different things that they can give off that I was lacking because my father wasn't present, right? And I, I say this is, that created this thing I like to say to my wife and my kids and stuff, this, it makes us righteous and not right-ish, right, right, right? Kind of right. You're kind of doing the right thing, you, but we're missing out on, like where I said, going to the widows and the fatherless. And so now I want to um, push the narrative to the men and say, I'm going to go to uh, Brother Nyan. With our Righteousness as filthy rags, like the scriptures say. What way should we prepare or what things we have to put off to become this righteous man to lead a nation or to step up in that spot to lead the nation? Okay. So I believe that the things we have to put off, just like the scriptures say, is uh, filthy communication. Uh you know, we have to, since we're basically role models, we have to live up to that. So you have to put off filthy communication. You have to put off, put off sin. Also put off the appearance of sin. If you know that something, even if something may not be sinful, if it, if it can appear to be sinful to somebody who may not uh, know any better, then you shouldn't do that around a person. Uh, to be honest, I think I'm not going to do that scripture any justice, so I'm just going to go to it very quickly. Give me one second. Okay, so I'm at Colossians 3 and 8, right? It says, but now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of thy mouth. Lie no more one to another seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. So that's another thing. We can only speak truth to our people. We cannot lie to our people. 
sometimes the truth hurt, but the truth must be told. We cannot continue to lie to one another. Uh, we have to tell the truth. We have to tell the unapologetic truth because at the end of the day, the truth is what's gonna save our people, not lies. Lies will only make you feel good for a short period of time, but at the end of the day, the truth still has to break through. It still has to prevail. So I would say that that's definitely what we need to do in order to basically uh, be successful at this. And that's it. All right, so you're saying we gotta put off filthy communication I want to slide that question right back to where I, right? With our righteousness being as filthy rags, how can we prepare or be ready or be the example for this generation as men? Um, first thing that come to mind is hypocrisy. And uh, I think hypocrisy seems to be one of the biggest killers of opportunities that we have to um, be an example to other people. If you talk one way and walk another way, then, you know, these youngsters, man, I think a lot of times we get older, we tend to think that young people are oblivious to a lot of things that don't understand a lot of things. And, you know, we're in a different day and age, man. The difference, the main difference being the information is rampant now. When we were younger and, and the generation before me, you had to rely on the library, you had to rely on teachers, you had to rely on so many people and uh, or, or, you know, books to receive information. Now everything is, you know, at the push of a button. So these youngsters are aware of a lot of things. So it's not like you can say one thing and do another thing and they're not going to catch on to it. So the first thing I would say is that we like, you know, it's kind of echoing off of what uh, Brother Nye was saying. You know, you got to walk what you talk. You can't be a hypocrite. You can't be out here talking one thing and doing something else, man. Um, and, and that's the first thing that comes to mind, you know, and, and I can think of a quick little story, man. Uh, but I remember, man, do I even want to say that, man? Not, I, okay, I'm trying to think of a way to say it without, you know, without putting too much out there. But okay, I'll just man, say this, man. No cases, man. Yeah, no, no, it, it ain't gonna open no cases. It's nothing, it's nothing major, but well, it's major in, in the spiritual sense. But um, it was just one morning, man. I was in high school, and I had a friend of mine. We used to do. You know, we had a little morning ritual, you know what I'm saying? We used to, um, you know what I'm saying? We used to, we used to have our veggies every morning. I'm going to say it like that, right? And uh, I, I was going to pick him up from school. So one day I had my little brother with me. He was probably in like the eighth or ninth grade, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and I went to pick my partner up. So we having our morning veggies. Well, my partner's older brother, who was out of high school, he was an adult. You know, he might have been his... 20s, you know what I'm saying, late mid to late 20s. You know, he was out there, he had his homeboy with him who's in the mid to late 20s, whatever. So we all out there having our visits in the morning. And then we, you know, we, we, me, my partner, my brother, we get in the car, we head to school. And my little brother tripping out, man, he's like, man, I can't believe this, man. He's like, that dude, you know, you know what I'm saying, your partner's brother's friend, he was, he was one of my substitute teachers. And I'm out here, I'm out here having vegetables with this man in the morning. He said, I remember one time I got in trouble in class. He put me in the hallway. He gave me this long speech about do this and this, that, and the other. And now I'm out here, you know, and we investment, we have investments together. And what yeah. what the what the brother had told him was legitimate. It was some sound, solid, good advice. But now to see him, you know, doing this and you and, and you did it with me now, it's like it nullified everything you ever said to me. So, you know, we have to be stand up. 
you know, firstly righteous. We got to be stand up, you know, um, and you cannot be a hypocrite, man. You know, and and, and that's just it, man. So that's what I, I that's that's my answer to that or my response to that question. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, the hypocrisy of stuff is kind of, I feel like it make people go to the wrong individuals to roll at yeah. role models. Because right, you, you got them, you got the OG on the block. Right. He talk it and he walk it. And he walk it. Even though so, it's, it's the wrong way, it's wrong, but he's solid. At least you can, if he tell you something, you can take it to the bank. He bought that light. More, I mean, more than like exactly. You know what I'm saying? But when you see when you see somebody saying one thing, they're doing something, you lose respect for them. And that's a terrible misrepresentation misrepresentation of Christ. If you tell yourself yeah. represent Christ and you and you're a hypocrite, man, you, you you turn so many people away like that. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Hypocrisy in the community, we gotta get rid of I mean, amongst men, we yeah. not just amongst men, but period, we gotta period. get rid of that. That's period. That's that's one thing that plagues us. But all right. Digging along, William Jr., what you got to say about with our <laughs> righteousness as filthy rags, how can you be ready or prepared or what you need to put off to help the community as a man? I want to say that um, I'm not going to echo anything the brother said. I mean, I agree with what they said. In addition to what they mentioned, I want to say that one of the things that we have to start doing is assuming our roles as men. Like the Most High, he created man and he set man above woman um, in regards to being the head of the household. And I think that in this day and age as leaders, one of the things we have to do in order to be an example to the youth coming up is we have to assume our roles. I think that we have to do this and we can't be restricted in any way. Well, we can't have, um, and this is not a knock on women, women or anything or anyone else. Um, your wife or your significant other has to be willing to, to step out of the way and let you assume that role. You know what I'm saying? I feel as though the system in which we've existed in for 400 plus years has gotten us into a position of comfort of not being men and not assuming our role to where our women have had to step up and kind of be the, the woman and the man. So a lot of men, they are the way they are because they're in a, a comfort zone. But when you give somebody, uh, when you want to empower someone, you tell them, look, this is what God made you to be. I want you to be what God made you to be, everything that he made you to be. You know, God made you the head uh, of women, that means you have to step up. You have to provide for your household. You need to be a righteous example to not just your own, but to everyone in the community. And you have to stand for uh, for righteousness in all aspects. So I think that we need to step up and assume our roles. We can't be a man, a man in some regards, and then you know not a man in other regards. We have to assume every every role because with with these roles come uh, blessings and punishment. You get what I'm saying? We step up and do everything we need to do. There's blessings with that. We don't step up and things are out of order. There's a curse that's going to come with that. So my thing is, I think in order for us to be ready to 
you know, get to the point where we could actually deal with being a righteous example. I think we have to assume these roles and we have to do them with confidence, knowing that the most High is going to bless this situation and allow us to kind of be successful with that, if, if you will. I think that if we go out there, as your brothers mentioned, we're hypocrites and we're doing things that the most High know <laughs> most High and told us we shouldn't be doing or acting in a way in which we shouldn't act or conducting ourselves in a way in which is going to be detrimental to uh, our, co our community, the children that we're helping, um, the households in which these children belong to, I think that we'll be doing ourselves and everyone else a disservice. So I would say stepping up, assuming the role that the Most High gave you as a man and, and doing everything that a man should do. And I know it sounds kind of cliche, but there are certain things that the Most High will have us to do, i.e. taking care of our family. You know, not going around and sleeping around with women and making a bunch of children and leaving women to, to be single mothers, you know, doing criminal activity and getting thrown to jail, gang banging, you know, robbing, stealing, murdering, you know, a man should go out and, and work for himself. These are just basic things that we should be doing as men. And if we could do these things, we can teach other people to do them. So that's what I would say. So that was real good. So step up and be in our position as men and lead properly as we should, especially as black men in our community. Right. Yes, so sir. we get successfully lead. If I can um, say that's what you basically said, um, Court. Mm -hmm. All right. So we got successfully lead, put away hypocrisy and put away filthy communication. Now, with the scriptures saying, when I was a child, I thought as a child, and put away childish ways. And when I became, I mean, when I became a man, I put away childish ways, right? Is this, are these things, the childish things that we need to put away? That's the first part of the question. And the second part of the question is, Brother Corey was talking about the roles we need to step into and things we can uh, need to do. So I wanted to talk about those roles as well. And I'm going to send this to Brother Rye. So as far as, you know, the scripture, when I became a man, when I was a child, I thought as a child. And I did as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things, right? So you're asking, are these examples of things that we need to put away childish things? And I would say absolutely yes. Uh, the things that Brother Corey mentioned are a, re a result of immaturity or a result of someone who was not taught by a man how to be a man. So and, <clears throat> and as I get older, I look back at the things we did and the things that I know people my age are still doing. I'm saying, listen, you are too old to make bad decisions. You know, with age should come wisdom. You should learn from the things that you've done in the past to start making better decisions now. So when you see people continuing to make bad decisions, that is immaturity. That is something that children do. Children bump their heads. They, they're trying to figure it out. They, they make these simple mistakes or they make the repeated mistakes. That's a childish thing to do. So if you have an adult of, of a certain age that's still doing that, then yes, that is a childish thing that needs to be put away. And there needs to be a level of growth, maturity, both physically, mentally, and spiritually. I said both, but you know, 
all all of the above. You need, it, there needs to be some growth there, and we can't. You know, it, then we just too old to be making the same mistakes. You know, uh, what was the second part of the question? The second part of the question is uh, Brother Corey was saying about the roles that we need to step into, and I would want to hear your opinion on what are those roles that you feel like need to be stepped into. I know you were saying about the uh, uh, we got to step up and raise as a village. Yeah. So I'm, I want to be more specific in the different ways we can step up so that not only the young men that's hearing it, but the men that's hearing it can say, okay, this is something I'm not doing. Maybe I can right. look into well, it. Well, I mean, it's simple. It's easy to say. I mean, it's, it's you know, we're doing this podcast, but the name of this movement, God Family Nation, that summarizes everything in totality. I mean, I think every discussion, every podcast we have is going to come back to God, family, nation. You know, um, a friend of mine, or I don't say a friend of mine, but somebody I know that was locked up, right? They was locked up for a while. And I wrote them a letter. And in that letter, I, I posed this, this, this understanding of this statement, this question. I'm saying, listen, at some point, as a man, you come to an ultimate question is what is my purpose? Why did why am I here? Why am I alive? Why do I exist? And it's okay to ask questions. That's great to ask questions, but it's more important that we seek diligently for the answer. And the answer is God, family, nation. So what do men, what does that look like? What do men need to do? Right? Let me get this quick scripture, first Timothy five and eight. Right. It says, but if any provide not for his own and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. So this is talking about people that profess Christ. If any man provide not for his own, his own, and then it specifies, especially for those of his own house. So it's not only talking about his family, but it's also talking about his nation. So what what do people need to do? Firstly, you can't help somebody else if you need help. So the first step is to get yourself right with the most. I establish a personal relationship with your creator. First step. Second step, take care of your house. If you're a single man, you need to be on your feet providing for yourself. If you have a family, you need to be providing and taking care of your family, which includes your mother and anybody else that as, as, a, as a man of your family, you are responsible for whether it's your mother, your grandmother, your grandfather, whoever, that, you know, you have to be responsible for your house. And then if you can properly raise your family and take care of your house, then you can send men out of that house into the, into the world to, to, to build the nation. And then you have a whole nation of men that know how to be men, that know how to operate as men and take care of business like men. And, we're, and all those men are being guided by their creator, the most high God, who they have a personal relationship with. And, and that will, you know, change everything. So that's what that looks like. So when you say, you know, you have to be more specific. Um, I, I can't be, specific. yeah, I, so I can't be specific. I guess very specific, uh, you need to be doing this. You, you need to have a job at the post office. I can't say that, but if you can, if you, cause I can't guide you better than the most I can. Uh-huh. And the scriptures is clear, you know what I'm saying? A man does what a man's supposed to do. A man take care of his own, and especially those of his own household. But when you see a young child, a young brown child, you know, I don't like to use the word black, but a young brown child, a new African, African-American child that doesn't have a father, where's the compassion? Where's the, 
the 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 heart that says, "Man, you know, that was me." What if my what if something happened to me? I want somebody to step up and be there for my son. And you never know. And I, I think everybody on here can attest to this. You never know what you might say to a person, let alone do. Because we can all remember when some man did something, and it might have been something simple for him. You know, I, I remember, I have a vivid, vivid memory of, of somebody taking me to a railroad track with his sons. And we just went, I'm not a, a, a racetrack, just a track at the, at the local university. And he just took us there and let us run around and race. My daddy wouldn't let to do that for me. And that's that's a memory breaking my mind. All he did was take us to the track and let us run around. But that was big for me. You know, it's things like that. You never know the small things that you might do for a young child, a young boy or girl of our nation that may make the difference in their life. You never know what you might say to them that may make the difference in their life. You know, but you got to have yourself together first before you can help somebody else. And I, I, I'm going to hear with that. Man, that that was good, bro. Cause I um, I had a homeboy pass in like February, like February the fifth. He he uh passed away, and um, it was just on my spirit to call one of my mentors and tell him, man, if it wasn't for them allowing me to come to the burbs every weekend and chill with them in them white neighborhoods and, and go to the trees of righteousness. What's a white neighborhood? Or the pink neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talking about the European American neighborhood? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we uh to go to their neighborhoods. I mean, cause that's where they live, and then you and chill over there with them, and to lose the reality of the life that was where I stayed at, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or not, not even where I stayed at, with the people that I was around, or whatever. Right. It saved my life, and I was telling mm-hmm. him that I was, I'll be. Yeah, probably with my homie somewhere. But right. that little bit of righteousness you instilled in me and my mom instilled in me throughout the years. Right. The seed grew. People that hold, hold tight to me throughout the darkness. And you mm-hmm. said something about we not being taught how to be men. Yeah. I think if, if it's not a man in the house to teach you how to be a man, how, who going to teach you? Because a woman... Oh, you know, I heard a wise saying, right? Some people may ascribe to it, some may not. Uh, a mother raises her daughter and loves her sons. And a father raises his sons and loves his daughters. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, if, if, if the father is not in that house, the mother, she can't be a man. She can't be a father. She, it's not possible. She'll do the best she can, but she cannot be a man. She cannot be a father. So she's going to love her sons. And that's what you see a lot. So you see these boys that was raised by their mother. They were just shower with love. And the mother, that's the only thing a mother can do is just give them what they can give them. You know, she uh-huh. can raise her daughter, teach her daughter how to be a woman. But she can't raise that boy to be no man. And, and these men are get stuck with the the uh, emotion of, emotional yeah. reason. They can't right, right. They, 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 reason, they reason like women, man. A lot yeah. of reason like women, you got emotional men, and that's a dangerous situation because I'm gonna say this and you take this to the bank, and then you just look back in your life and look at everything things that happened, man. Women are built different when it comes to emotions. They handle emotions in a different way. They have a higher capacity for emotional hurt and pain. When men are emotional and they feelings get hurt, people die. You look at 
every situation, man, it's because somebody's feelings was hurt, man. You kill my home, but my feelings hurt. I'm going to kill everybody that look like you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you disrespected me in front of my girl. You hurt my feelings. Now I'm about to do you something. So, you know what I'm saying? When you got a bunch of emotional men raised by women, bro, that's a, that's a dangerous situation. Man. But you know why? We were meant to protect the nation. Right. We had to keep the nation. So when it came to us getting into a stance of we got to handle something, it was handled serious. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't supposed to be these little tit-for-tat things that we get emotional about today. And one thing I realized in myself, I used to always claim I got an anger problem. I got this anger problem. <laughs> you realize it's emotional. And then one day, I don't know, it just hit me out of nowhere. I was probably about 26, 27. And then I just said to myself, like, bro, I am being highly effeminate. Uh, effeminate. <laughs> <laughs> That's really. I got so upset in myself, like, why am I this effeminate? <laughs> but imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine if you had a, imagine if you had a man there early in your life to tell you that, because a man would have picked up on that immediately as you as a child said boy stop acting like that he would have yeah. corrected that early on in your life but it took you all that time to learn by yourself and i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna be done right um god family nation